This is Howard Anderson, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group, and today we're talking about reach incident response planning with Don Morgenstern, privacy official at Walgreens, the national drugstore chain. Thanks so much for joining us today, Don. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, for starters, tell us a bit about your role at Walgreens and the projects that you work on. I am Walgreens privacy official, and my functions are to run the day-to-day operations of our privacy office which includes both oversight and HIPAA privacy as well as, to some degree, customer financial privacy. And some of the things that we do generally on a day-to-day basis is we provide guidance to our field as well as our corporate entities. We handle all of the customer requests with regard to HIPAA privacy. We handle all of the complaints that are filed with our company for privacy, as well as we're involved in a number of different projects Uh, that go on with regard to as business evolves and changes obviously new technologies come in and our role was to kind of be in on that ground floor the development of that project or that uh, not necessarily technology itself but of the process and then um, make sure that whatever they're doing as they move forward they are incorporating privacy into the structure so that when they get to the testing and piloting phases of some of the uh, projects that we're not holding anything up and they've built it into the system. Okay, I understand that Walgreens has developed a pretty detailed incident response plan. Can you briefly go over some of the key components of that plan for detecting breaches and notifying those affected and handling breach resolution? Just some of the high points. Right. Actually, the incident response piece is part of our plan. We have a very uh, detailed breach identification notification plan. And what that does is it starts out as a very comprehensive flowchart. And it includes both the HIPAA privacy rules from the federal uh, level as well as state security breach notification rules. And so you follow the process of doing the intake, getting the facts around a investi- uh, an incident, and making a determination at that point, number one, does it involve federal or state or both, and is this likely to be something that requires notification? And so as part of the continuing analysis from that structure, then you would bring in the uh, key players of the incident response teams, which would include, uh, obviously, IT security if they are not already aware of the incident as well as our corporate communications or some people PR departments, call center representation from the call centers, obviously legal representation, definitely including the business vice presidents or senior senior managers, directors in that area to ensure that the business that is responsible for where the incident may have occurred is well aware of what has happened and what all has to occur as a result of having to notify. And then to some degree you have to also bring in uh, several individuals from the operations perspective because it may involve communications out to the field internally, uh, as well as if there's any processes or procedures that have to be modified or changed, they're going to be instrumental in helping us push that those changes out. And then we would also include a representative from finance in the event that we were to do um, credit monitoring or any of those kind of functions. And then if obviously if it's a large mailing, we would involve our mailroom who does the reproduction and the actual physical mailing out. So again, the incident response piece is actually just a piece of the detailed chart that we would uh, that we have developed as far as from a flow process. 
And then we take that same flow and we incorporate that for purposes of obviously documentation. We also incorporate that into a word version of the steps so that if it's an incident involving over 500 and OCR were to ever come in and do an investigation on that, we have it spelled out more clearly for them so that they can understand it as well. So what advice would you give to other healthcare organizations on what the essential steps they should be taking to, to plan for breach response then based on your experience? Well, I think the best advice, at, and I was thinking this through, is that first and foremost is to make sure that your workforce is trained more than anything to know where to report an incident. And an incident can be an incident as well as a security incident, just because obviously with breach it involves either paper, electronic, or verbal communication uh, situations. So the most important message we try to get out is who to contact. Even if they're not sure whether it's a breach, but who to contact and to contact us immediately because that's really... We're, we're a large, a very, obviously a very large corporation. We have many different types of businesses. So if people don't know where to notify, that can put a huge hindrance on our ability to mitigate. And the next thing I would recommend is make sure that you clearly document as you're going through your breach determination. And if you've invoked your incident response teams, make sure you document who's responsible for what actions and make sure it's clear to everyone what their actions are so, because you can't do this by yourself. That's one of the biggest things is you can't do it by yourself. And so you have to make sure that all the key players know what their responsibilities are in walking away from the table. And then included in all that, obviously, because your investigation will go on for a period of time, is to mitigate as soon as possible. You want to prevent that any further harm there. So that's another big one. Is Definitely not to panic, but to make sure that when you have this process documented, it helps you not panic because you already know what you have to do so that when it comes time where things are happening quickly, you've got that structure set up. Okay, so could you give us a few examples of some of the steps Walgreens has taken to, with an intent of uh, preventing breaches? Are there any particular steps that are most critical? Well, training is obviously a big step right. in preventing any kind of breach because I think people have to understand the basic definitions of what it is. But also at the same time, I mean, and it, the unfortunate side is I don't think in any industry you're ever going to prevent it 100% because there are breaches that occur from external parties. There are breaches that occur from internal parties, some of them are inadvertent, where some of them could be deliberate. It depends on what the situation is. So, you know, one of the biggest things that we have a very close working relationship with our IT security compliance team, as well as the other aspects of IT security compliance from uh, a technology perspective. And while we're not the experts in that area, we have forged that relationship and we kind of act as a we act in conjunction with each other so that uh, when it does come to recognizing certain things, we can help each other along the way. So obviously, I don't always know all the technologies in order to secure data. They do. So I rely on, on their information and guidance there. And they rely on our information and guidance and experience when it comes to investigations as well. So it's kind of a trade-off. And I think that's a big, that has been a big step for us. In, in making sure that we are creating an environment where there's 
less risk as opposed to more risk. And then in those areas where uh, there, there may be a higher risk because of a new project, again, making sure that even if, because we have such a wide knowledge of what goes on in the company, a lot of times we can bring other players to the table that, that other teams in the development process haven't really thought of. So I think I think that's that's kind of one of the biggest steps for us is forging those relationships because we can't like I said even with notification we can't do it by ourselves we also can't ensure compliance and reduce risk by ourselves I think it's it's a team effort all the cross way across departmental collaboration right. absolutely yeah absolutely you, can you give us the, uh, just a a brief overview of how you're applying encryption. Well, one of the things, when this is something we did years ago, was implementing, like, for the laptop situation. I mean, one of the things that we've done is the laptops all have encryption on them. Obviously, back years ago, when it wasn't as prominent an issue, so that is one thing that we have done, is ensuring that environment. The other thing is, as many entities are moving into that mobile application environment, we're constantly, and again, because these are more technical in nature, I do rely more on IT security to provide us with with information. Um, they're looking at a lot of different technologies that can maybe, depending on if we move into that mobile environment, what we would have to put in place with regard to technology as well as from a policy perspective. Like don't store information. Right, like storing information or, you know, types of things on devices like auto wipe where the system can be remote wiped in the event of a lost device and it's immediately reported. So there's a lot of things out there that they're looking from a commercial perspective to help secure that data and ensure that steps are in place to make sure that people that are using that technology within the environments are complying and have knowledge of what their responsibilities are. So that's your advice to other organizations when it comes to breach prevention, is it? My advice, and this is from my own experience, is that you have to have that collaboration. I mean, that's the biggest advice I have, is that in many cases, our groups are small for the size of organization, so you constantly have to stay on top of a lot of things, and the only way that you can really do that is to stay uh, involved and active with other parts of the organization. And even if you haven't heard from anyone in that area in a long time, it's always good to reach out and keep that networking going so that when things come up, people think of you where they may not have thought of you before as far as notification and bring you into the loop. I mean, that's how I get involved in a lot of projects now. So I think for us, it's a big thing is to forge those collaborative relationships and those networking relationships in order to get us from point A to point B. I might ask you to make a prediction, you know, if you can. Um, do you expect to see any changes in the final version of the HIPAA breach notification rule? For example, what about the harm standard that enables organizations to determine whether an incident represents a significant risk of harm that merits reporting it? Um, might that be omitted or revised, do you think? What's your bet? Gosh, it's hard to say. I would hope that they would not remove the harm standard. In the standard notification requirement, we have certain things that we have to tell the individual about the incident. If suddenly we had to say every time any piece of information was impermissibly used or disclosed or accidentally disclosed, you know, one employee sends an email to another employee and they meant to send it to John Smith instead of Jane Smith, you know, and even though we've had 
contact with that other party to delete the email, not further use it, disclose it, or save it, which technically would fall into one of the exceptions. But if we had to notify every single person every single time something like that happened, I would think as a consumer, I would be so overloaded with notices, I would never know when something significant occurred. So it would be my hope that, that to some extent they do leave that piece of it in because I think that we have to be able to also have a meaningful communication with our customers. If you're constantly hearing, oh, here I got another letter from company ABC, and I think after a period of time people just ignore them, and it becomes those same things that we stick in our shredders every day when we get home from work that we never even open. We can tell what it is from the outside, but we just, we're so inundated with it we don't even look at it anymore. And so that's one part of it that, that I think I would hope that they would um, keep in the rules for that purpose. I mean, a lot of people say, well, consumers should know about every single thing, but at some point I think it becomes even burdensome on the consumer. Well, thanks very much, Don. We've been talking today with Don Morgenstern of Walgreens. This is Howard Anderson, and thanks so very much for listening.